And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers. Class is officially back in session. What is going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. This is episode 37 of the podcast. I am flying solo today, and there will be no warm up. I know we've the last couple of episodes, though not the night school ones, but you know our, our regular uh, catalog of episodes. There's been a warm up. Uh, there will not be one this week. I am just going to jump right into today's episode, which is I know this is a little late, but my top 20 songs of 2020 so far. This is my 2020 mid-year review, essentially. And I am really excited to dive into 20 songs that are certainly the heaviest in my rotation so far this year. Uh, Most of these songs are going to be from the first half of the year. I cheated a little bit. There's a couple of songs that came out just at the beginning of July that I've been, you know, really playing heavily this month and really wanted to make sure that got on this list. As always, make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our website, www.turntableteachers.com for all the latest. We have actually two blogs that are up there. Uh, We have uh, the top 50 songs actually of the 2010s. It's uh, it's out in two parts. So that's out there as well if you guys are looking for more more list stuff. And like I said, we are back today. Without further ado, I want to jump right in to these 20 songs that I've been really feeling. Again, this is my opinion of course, so make sure that if you want to be a part of the conversation, comment on this post on Instagram, let us know what your favorite songs are so far this year. And to kick things off, we're gonna start with at number 20, Purity Ring, Peacefall. Purity Ring, man, they, they're a group, actually a duo, I should say, uh, comprised of Megan James over the vocals and Corin Roddick, who does production. They're a Canadian uh, experimental pop duo. They really came onto my, uh, my ears when I was listening to Danny Brown's Old. Uh, they were on 25 Bucks, which is one of my favorite Danny Brown songs. I've definitely mentioned that a couple times. Uh, on this show, I actually uh, did a review of this song as well. Uh, I believe uh, much earlier in the quarantine. I can't remember what episode off the top of my head, but you know, for people that have been with the with the podcast for a while, know that I, I've definitely enjoyed Purity Ring from time to time. This is a genre that I certainly have gotten into. I know I you know I, I've been heavy with with hip hop uh, in, in my palate, but I certainly like to expand that. Purity Ring does that for me big time. I love Megan James's vocals over this corn Roddick production. I think it sounds amazing. It's like very beautifully lush, but also like atmospheric as well. The keys are heavenly. It sounds angelic. It really kind of, this song in particular though, it kind of gives me almost like a very cold like winter vibe in a sense. Uh, I don't know why that is. I'd be curious to see if anyone else feels the same way. Uh, One of the big takeaways from this song that I really like is the production drop on the hook. I find it to be really really captivating i like how the tempo is with the and the melody that james and roddick are able to kind of portray on this and uh james is into the light refrain 
uh, on the hook is wavy it's hypnotic like i said it's very captivating this is a song that i really recommend uh people go and check out further and listen to the full version because this song is just it, it kind of puts you in a really calming space and it's just a song that i kind of come back to a ton when i'm in need of something to kind of put me in, in a kind of calm in a calm place so purity ring definitely a, a duo i would check out if you have not already and at number 19 we have Kaylani featuring Tori Lanes. Can I? Knee round to a need to sick wall. Hit the back one like a freak though. You next level, you a chick call. And so deep you hit my sick plug. Got me singing like a leash. Got me using all your lingo. Tell your girlfriend that you're single. Call me over cause I go hard. Sweet little bit for like a porn star. Next day, act just like your road dog. Bitches asking how you know her. That game's too, but baby, no guy. Too loud, guy, tell a bulk guy. Kehlani, uh, she's back this year dropping a full-length project called It Was Good Until It Wasn't. This came out uh, early May, I believe. Kehlani has really caught my ear in, in, in more ways than one. And this song in particular is definitely one of my favorites of the year so far. This album to me was was really good, but this is the song that totally stood out. I love the keys on this track. I think they're super like watery, but yet they're like strangely haunting at the same time. Kaylani's rhyme scheme and flow over this is crazy dope to me. I mean, it's not anything like super unique, but I just love how she kind of rides this beat. And then the what I, the part that I really enjoy most on this is when the more soulful hook comes in and she actually changes up how she delivers those vocals, uh, which contrasts really nicely with the more uh, you know rap style verses that she uses i'm actually glad that she mixes it up with this hook because otherwise i think it would have gotten just a little bit repetitive obviously the song has a ton of sex appeal to it it's it's sexy it's provocative uh, i mean I, I the lyrics don't really entice me with this track but i'm, I'm really more with the the sonic appeal of it uh, i just think it's a crazy dope vibe and and tory lanes jumps on here with a verse and he uses kind of the same flow patterns uh, I really like his addition on this track a ton, though. I think he adds a lot to it, gives it like that back and forth with a, you know a girl and a guy in a relationship, uh, or or, or a, they're trying to figure out you know where they kind of stand in, in, in each other's lives. So it, it's it's really a, a track that I'm really coming back to a ton and really have enjoying so far this year. Big shout out to Kaylani. Go check out her album. It was good until it wasn't. If you have not already. And coming in at number 18, we got Spillage Village, End of Days. It's the end of days, end of time. My oh my, in a blaze, you can't hide. Why oh why are the kids afraid? Mama cries. Got back this bag and said bye bye. Got back the bags and said bye bye. Spillage Village, man, uh, comprised of Earth Gang, Jid, Jordan Bryant, Mariba, and Hollywood JB. And obviously with Earth Gang and Jid kind of being more of the front runners of this of this collective Spillage Village, uh, this song immediately gives me Equemini Outcast vibes, like right out the gate. And I really enjoy how harmoniously everybody that's in the song is like singing the hook. I think that really gives it like a nice touch, almost like a, almost like a choir in a sense. And I really like then after that, Dr. Dot of Earth Gang comes in with a very melodic and animated delivery on his verse. 
And then after that, Jid really kind of brings in a lot of energy with his as well. And with Jid, he is just such a fascinating artist to me. Like the way he makes his flow patterns over any beat sound so effortless and creative because it's like with a beat like this, you wouldn't think that he would be able to rhyme over it the way that he does. But he really, again, he's just a master at this. And he has just some really clever bars here. You know, one of the lines that I really enjoy from Jid here is, uh, all along the race of life, I took a jog alone along the coast. I'm trying to cope. I raised a toast and we consulted with the most high. She told me to watch my back front both sides. I love, I just love how he's able to give us such introspective thematic content, but through this like kind of coded lyricism, he just does such an amazing job. He's so thoughtful in the way that he approaches every single beat, every single song that he does. I'm really loving how both these guys kick off the song. Mariba, Jordan Bryant, Hollywood JB, I really like their contributions as well. I think Mariba in the middle of this song gives a, a very melodic flow and, and, and vibe there. The only complaint I'm going to have with this song is Johnny Veen is not getting a verse, but honestly, to me, like, I love his outro. I think it's, like, super cool that he's really getting into a lot more singing lately. Uh, you know, obviously, he was on uh, Collide with Tiana Major 9 off of that Queen and Slim uh, soundtrack. The uh, Collide was a song that was very high on my list from 2019. And I think that Johnny Venus is really showing how versatile he is as a vocalist. And even though, again, he doesn't have a hip hop, like a, like a rap verse, his very uh, touching vocals at the very end of this song really kind of flesh it out and give it more of a, uh, a full feeling. So this song is really, again, a song that is, is more mellow than a lot of the stuff that they put out with Outkast being one of my favorite groups of all time. It's only fitting that I really love this song. So number 18, Spillage Village, End of Days. They definitely have an album coming really soon. And also I believe Jid has an album coming really soon with No ID. That's been the rumor. And also I'm also hearing too that there might be a collaboration with him, Kenny Beats, and Smino. They just recently dropped a single. And and there are some rumors out there that it, it, there might be a joint uh, project coming in the works with them. So a lot coming from the Dreamville uh, collective. And uh, as I'm recording this tonight, actually uh, two J. Cole uh, song singles are supposed to drop too. So really interested to see how those end up turning out I'm, once this episode is out. Uh, you know, I'm sure everybody will have heard them already, but you know, really cool to see what Dreamville has been doing as of late. At number 17, we got Mount Joy with Death. Mount Joy is an LA indie rock band that our producer Sam actually put me on to and uh, he's really been rocking with them for quite a while and he's got me into them as well. They had a new album this year called Rearrange Us that's fantastic. Anybody that's a fan of indie rock is really going to enjoy this project. Uh, Death in particular though is one of my favorite songs from the project and I just love the piano. That's I think what really does it for me here. And uh, there's amazing guitar chords on this, especially on the hook. And Matt Quinn, who is the lead vocalist, really uh, pulls off an organic and passionate performance on this song. 
his hook is it's compassionate it's heartfelt it feels honest to me and he just does such a good job of creating like a spiritual almost like earthy I guess is like the wrong word but like the only best word I can think of off the top of my head it just feels so natural and organic to me and and I can't ignore it and I, and I love the message that he is portraying in this song as well like you know to start worrying about like what's really important in our lives and, and that we're so attached to our phones and even though that you know we are connected in a way on social through social media and the tech and technology and things like that we're actually like more disconnected than we've ever been and that's a that's a sentiment that i've like been preaching for a really long time too so i really love this song for a lot of reasons not only just the grand instrumentation and the way that it's just kind of worked into some of these amazing builds to the hook then also i just love it for the content as well so mount joy huge props to them can't wait to see what else they come out with later down the line but I am really loving this Rearrange Us album, and I encourage everybody to go check it out for sure. And coming in at number 16, we got Tom Meesh and Yousef Days with Knight Rider featuring Freddie Gibbs. I'll be chasing you down. It's a rock so easily, so easily. So I've been a really big fan of Tom Meesh for quite a while right now. There's a song called, uh, his album, I want to say it's called Geography, and this song called South of the River that I've been listening to for well over a year now. And he is just somebody that's doing, you know, jazz alternative rock kind of in somewhere in that like hybrid and it, and it really, he was able to pull off a lot of smooth and, and just, like I said, jazzy tones here. I love the drums on this song specifically. I think they're really colorful. The guitars are bright and groovy, especially the electric guitar. It creates such like a beautiful atmosphere. And, and I think Tom's vocals, the way he kind of delivers them, they're angelic. And, and his hook is super melodic and catchy as well. So really kind of, it creates this, this kind of aesthetic for the listener that's very it's a little similar to peacefall in a sense only it's kind of opposite i almost feel like it's like a song that you know with when the sun's going down or something like that like that's the aesthetic i give like a sunset in, in a sense so it's more warm than it is uh peacefall that's a little bit colder but it still has a very calming and just relaxing tone to it and but then freddie comes in with some aggressive bars towards the end of the song that really contrasts well with, uh, you know, the atmosphere that Tom, Mish, and Yusef Days have kind of provided for us in the, you know, first three-fourths of, of, or so of the song. And Freddie Gibbs, man, he's one of my favorite rappers right now, no question. And he sounds super focused on this song, but it's really cool to hear him go over this kind of production. I think that is what is most impressive to me because I haven't really heard Freddie go over like super jazzy production like this. You know, obviously he's worked with Mad Lib and, and The Alchemist who who have, have given him some jazzy-er beats, but nothing like, nothing this far into into the jazz spectrum. But having said that, I think it works out really well in the whole the whole song. It's a killer track and, and one that I, I obviously highly recommend. And uh, a little more on Freddie Gibbs later, spoiler alert. And coming in at number 15, I got Joji with Give Me Love. Give me, give me love, give me, give me love, give 
so much to talk about with this song first i love the first half of this beat um i don't even know what instrument that is that even that's even coming in at, at the very beginning so if anyone knows like what instrument that is please message me and tell me because i think it sounds so cool and really the song has a really like awesome tempo it's super melodic and the hook especially with the refrain of kind of give me give me love give me give me love i know i don't again i don't sing it as well as joji does my apologies but that hook is just crazy infectious to me I, I'm, I'm i'm obsessed with it and then of course it flips halfway through the song with this more uh, heavenly aesthetic that is really rooted in some of these uh these like light harp type harp like strings and and, and keys and the outro is just absolutely gorgeous. I, I, it's interesting to me how Joji was able to pull off a song that had that was so rooted in like a, a catchy sort of melodic song that you could probably hear like on the radio, and then he flips it completely on the second half and gives you this like beautiful, lush, you know, outro that again kind of again coincides with a song like Night Rider. A song like Peacefall, it's just it's just relaxing. It's it's kind of a, a breath of fresh air to me. And Joji, as an experimental, you know, pop artist, he's he's somebody that I haven't gotten into his discography as much as I probably should have. And this is just you know furthering the notion that I need to get a little bit more familiar with Joji. I, I think he has a, an album coming out later on this year that is getting like a, a lot of hype right now. So I hope that that album is, is is solid and i definitely want to give it its due diligence when it when it releases because this gimme love song really has drawn me in this year and it's a song that i kind of have keep coming back to again and again and again so definitely check this one out if you have not yet already at number 14 tame impala is it true she just said is it true is it true tell me now Anybody that's again been fan of the podcast for a while, I did a uh, bunch of album reviews a uh, little ways back a couple months ago. I did Eminem, Halsey, Mac Miller, and Tame Impala actually was on that on that review as well. So I talked a little bit about this song, but in in terms of just like right, right now coming back to it, looking back on it in the last couple of months, you know, realizing how much staying power this song has had for me. Uh, it is such a vibe here. It's bouncy. It's groovy. It's really rooted in that 80s inspired sound with, you know, the drums and especially the heavier synths here. And then there's like this intergalactic sound uh, that he uses with one of the synths on the hook that like really kind of brings it back for me to like how Beastie Boys were using it on like intergalactic and like obviously uh, artists like Daft Punk and things like that. 
So there's really a lot to love about the instrumentation here. I think, like I said, it's bouncy. It's got a lot of really cool grooves. But Tame's vocals sound so good over this beat. And one of the, the problems I've always had with Tame Impala is the, sometimes his vocals, I don't think, come out very clearly over the instrumentation. Sometimes his vocals can get drowned out within the instrumentation. And while I think that's kind of more of like a trick that he's trying to use, it's not something I love as much. However, he kind of he kind of takes a different approach with this song, especially vocally. His vocals aren't as washed out as they normally are. So again, it, it really kind of makes it sound like it's it's a legitimate song versus sometimes I feel like he kind of just goes for, you know, again, he plays for to the aesthetic rather than actually crafting legitimate songs. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But you know, I, I think that this song is one of his better crafted ones, especially from his new album that he released earlier this year. And my favorite part of this song for sure is that bass guitar lick. I think it creates such an amazing melody and you can really hear that the whole melody of the song is rooted in that bass guitar. So I think Tame Impala does a fantastic job with this song and I haven't been able to put turn this song off all year long so far. So definitely make sure that you take the time to listen to this song and this album. If you're if you're not a fan of Tame Impala, definitely get on to him and, and check out some of his stuff because he is doing a lot of great stuff in the alternative indie rock space. So definitely check that out. Number 14, Tame Impala. Is it true? At number 13, we got Marlo with Future Power Sources. I off guard, better knew that. Better find another mile. I've been holding on a bottle like a new dad. I used to be moderate till I saw it. Now I need the heart of it. I'm all in every time I thought of it. Now I'm falling. You don't know how hard it is to be solid. Now I live anomalous. Beg pardon. You'll see me coughing. I done been novice, mobbish, heathen, solemn. We just running with we done started. break this down right here we got marlo okay comprised of la orange the producer and solemn brigham who is the vocalist rapper etc both of them from the north carolina uh, music scene down there and how these guys are not bigger blows my mind their album that they had their debut album that they put out together i think it would want to say it was 2018 uh was ridiculously brilliant uh, anybody that likes old school boom bap hip hop, you clearly heard it in, in the little clip that we just played, how they're using that old school boom bap sound, but modernizing it in a way that's super accessible to like kind of the what mainstream hip hop heads might enjoy. And I think that if you haven't heard Marlo yet, you got to go give these guys a, a listen for sure. In terms of La Orange, I think he's one of the most underrated producers in hip hop right now. Just the way that he is able to sprinkle in like some intricate, detailed instrumentation into this beat is absolutely brilliant. Like I'm talking with the high-pitched, high-tempoed vocal samples that he uses, the washed-out horn samples, and then of course on the hook, like those DJ scratches and like sh really short electric guitar chords that he uses on the hook. I think are just they're captivating. They they bring the listener in. It's just. It's so amazing to hear, you know, a, a duo like this. I, I really think that they would go toe to toe with, you know, Freddie Gibbs and Madlib as potentially, you know, the best 
hip-hop producer and artist duo that we have in the game right now and you know for me i just love again the old school like jazzy feel that it has but yet there's so much energy involved with it too and then of course i can't forget solemn brigham how his delivery is just killer on this song man it's just insane the flows are ridiculous and his bars are still audible despite some of like the double time flows that he uses in the song which is super cool and I like how gritty and tough his voice is. This is just one of the best underground hip-hop tracks of the year, with, without question. And again, I, I can't encourage it enough to, for you guys to go check out that original Marlowe album and to look out for the second installment of it, which is, I believe, coming in August. And I can't wait to hear the full album. But this is a song that started out kind of on the outskirts of this top 20 list, but had, you know, when, when I finalized it as of, as of really yesterday... I kind of realized it had been growing on me more and more and more. So it's up to number 13. We'll see how it kind of plays out the rest of the year or if there's a song off of this upcoming album that I end up liking a lot more. Uh, you just kind of wait and see here. But either way, Marlo are a, a duo that you have to check out if you are, especially if you are an old school hip hop fan. At number 12, we got two queens of the pop music scene, Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande with Rain On Me. Gaga is back with a new album this year called Chromatica that's getting a lot of rave reviews. She's kind of back to her old sound that she used to have, you know, way back in like the early 2010s or even like the late 2000s, you know, that like house EDM pop, you know, blend there. But this time it sounds a lot more modernized and a lot cleaner. And while I've appreciated some of Gaga's work as of late, like I really liked her on A Star Is Born, I like the countryside that she kind of showed on Joanne. I have always, this is always the Lady Gaga that I have personally gravitated towards. I love the glossy pianos, heavy synths that give it like a very 80s style sound. And Gaga and Grande just give such amazing vocal performances on this song. I think the production suits both of them super well. And that drop that's on the hook, you know, it, it's groovy despite that heavy bass and EDM influence. Like, it's soulful enough but has, like, the right amount of edginess to it as well. Whereas, like, it doesn't come off as, like, a corny house song. But yet it is also, you know, it's still edgy enough that it, it gives it, like, some some flavor. And I think that... You know, Gaga was able to mix in the best of both worlds here, really, with with that. And like I said, Grande are, and, and Lady Gaga, they are just two, you know, pillars in, in, in the pop music scene and in, and in pop culture. So the fact that these two got on a track together and made it sound so good doesn't surprise me in the least. And this song has been just heavy rotation for me for a while. Uh, really guilty pleasure for me nonetheless so number 12 lady gaga rain on me featuring ariana grande and almost in the top 10 but first with number 11 freddie gibbs baby shit yeah. ain't nobody ever gave me shit i had to take this shit go get your paper bitch flew 
a hoe like 20 hours just to have a threesome with my new Australia bitch. Sachi roll draping like a nigga got a cape, but I can never save a bitch. Every day I get an internet thread, boy, these niggas soft baby shit. Get them baby sixes to my side piece, 40 millimeter on the timepiece. Take a hole in brunch and get mimosa drunk, she give me sloppy toppy on my side seat. Keep them junky bitches from around me, feel that usher hope as you remind me of a bitch I used to fuck when I was broke, but now my 750 got my side seat. I'm gonna go on a limb here. Freddie Gibbs might be the best hip-hop artist in the game right now. Like, he has, I don't think since Shadow of a Doubt, he's really missed. Uh, really, actually, screw that. Pinata. Pinata, he dropped with Mad Lib. Classic. Shadow of a Doubt. Very, very good. You Only Live Twice in 2017, which was a little bit more uh, gospel-driven in, uh, in sound. That was fantastic. His Freddie album with Kenny Beats was really great. And then... Bandana with Mad Lib, one of my favorite albums of 2019, really one of my favorite albums of last the last decade. And then of course, this year he drops Alfredo with The Alchemist. Oh man, like for me, I didn't think Gibbs could get any better. And then he drops this project with The Alchemist that while I didn't like it as much as Bandana, I mean, it was close. The Alchemist pulled off some most amazing beats and this one is no different i love the way he loops the horns mixes them in with like that lone drum note that really kind of pushes the song along gives it that tempo it's really amazing to see the alchemist just get better and better and better and that's really the, the big thing i take away with freddie gibbs he's such a unique talent because you know he's been in the game for so long really since like 2008 it's been like 12 years since he's really like been you know making music and i think he's more popular now than he ever has been which is really cool because i feel like in this day and age you know you tend to you have your moment and then it kind of goes away and, it, and oftentimes that happens early maybe earlier on in your career where freddie has kind of you know defied the odds with that but with this song baby shit in particular i mean he is just in his pocket with this beat i mean he's confident braggadocious he's talking his talk freddie is one of the best at pulling off these types of songs and making them sound super authentic and not like it doesn't rub you the wrong way you know what i mean like he's confident enough in himself there's like that you can just hear that chip on his shoulder like it's still here like he's maybe still upset that he hasn't blown up uh or that he didn't blow up earlier you know what i mean so with with me with freddie gibbs like I think the sky's the limit for him. I think he's only getting better. I mean, he sounds on this Alfredo album, he sounds more confident than he ever has. And I can't wait to see what else he has in store. I think he's, I think he's on this trajectory right now to just continue to improve, which again, doesn't, when I, I said that about bandana and then he puts this, this, like I said, this album out with the alchemist and I'm like, nope, he's only getting better and better. So really huge fan of him right now. And a guy that I would, if you haven't listened to his stuff and you're a hip-hop fan, definitely go check it out. And we are into the top 10, my 10 favorite songs of the mid-year 2020 so far. Coming in at number 10, we got Remy Wolf with Woo. So 
like this really isn't usually music that I gravitate towards as much, but I am so glad I found this song. It is such a fun tune. And I really don't know too, too much about Remy Wolf. I'll be honest. I probably have to dig a little bit and do a little more research on her. Uh, I have recently, though, heard a lot of her newer songs, and I'm really getting into her a ton. So she's an artist that's really on the up and coming for me. I might be alone in that. I think she probably has a, a solid fan base already, and I'm maybe I'm late to the party here. Uh, I'm glad I'm, I'm here, though, better late than never. And for me, like I think she just has such a commandingly powerful voice, especially on the hook when... You know, she's like, who's got belting out those lyrics like you ain't got nothing but a feeling. And her range of her voice is just crazy to me. I love her cadence. I love her delivery. She's animated. She's got some a lot of energy. To me, this is one of the catchiest songs of the year. It's again, it has a lot of like really cool jazz and soul sampled types in the instrumentation. And it's overall just like it's it's fun, but it's also smooth at the same time. So it really ha- it kind of plays in both in both ways. This is a song that, like I said, I am I, I can't stop playing. It grows on me more and more with each listen. Remy Wolf is an artist that I am starting to really really enjoy, and I, I encourage those people to to check her out, regardless of what kind of music you like. She but she really more it gravitates towards you know listeners that like soul or even even you know alternative pop potentially uh remy wolf's in that in that bracket for sure give her a listen and this woo song again like i said one of my favorite songs of the of the year so far at number nine we got halsey with i hate everybody for it i'll hate everybody well then why can't i go home without somebody and really Like I said a little earlier, I reviewed her new album, Manic, along with Tame Impala's The Slow Rush uh, on an episode a couple uh, earlier uh, in this year. And what I took away from Manic is really just how deep, personal, and insightful and introspective that Halsey was able to get on this album. Uh, I really, especially with this song in particular, I love just her raw, uncut honesty that she has with herself in this song. I think that that part of it is really striking to me. I think she shows like her understanding of the clear like hypocrisy of the way that she acts in her dating life. You know, she's very self-aware that it's taken her down the path that she's on and that ultimately she needs to change before it makes her like way too cynical. And obviously now there's a fear of her like emotionally cutting herself off from like those around her. You know, that this could ultimately drive her into like a deeper uh, depression and isolation. I, for me, like, there's so much about this song rooted in the lyrics that is powerful and really vulnerable. And, but at the same time, this song is therapeutic, I think, for Halsey in a sense that because, you know, the, the piano is very dramatic and the instrumental build within the hook is really great. I love the gorgeous keys and even what sounds like an organ, I think, I believe on, on this song. And she utilizes a lot of the, a lot of reverb in her voice. And, and it comes off as kind of feelings of relief and even like gratification that she's kind of come to terms with, you know, how she's been acting within her dating life. And 
this really becomes a pivotal realization and defining moment for Halsey. And I think that as a, as an album, this really was because she was she touched on so many just touching and detailed topics. And I, I talked about it at length uh, in the episode that I that I reviewed Manic. So again, I, I love what Halsey's doing. She comes up again on this uh, on this list. Spoiler alert! But she for me is doing some amazing things not only in the pop scene but really for music as a whole and i'm super impressed so big shout out to halsey coming in at number eight we got g herbo ptsd featuring juice world lil uzi vert and chance the rapper eternal ptsd i got a voice on inside of my G Herbo, dude, he is an artist that I liked for a while. Welcome to Phaso Land is a pretty solid mixtape. And and then Ballin' Like I'm Kobe, that was probably a little bit better for me personally. And I used to listen to him quite a bit when I was in college. A lot of my roommates did as well. And we always liked him. I personally liked him too. I never was into like a legitimate project from him, I guess you could say. Uh, there were songs I used to like here and there. This is off his latest album of the same name, PTSD, which I find is incredible. I'm super impressed with this song. And really the whole album as a whole, I think he he elevated his sound in a way that feels mature to me. And this song in particular, I think, really drives home a lot of the issues that obviously we're facing today. The feelings of that black Americans potentially have, like having PTSD from like certain injustices you know, with racism and police brutality, you know, the oppression that communities across the nation have basically had to deal with, like how it's created this feeling of PTSD. And as far as the inter- instrumentation goes, I love the gu- acoustic guitar loops that are used. And Juice World's hook is, is thought-provoking, it's powerful, it's, it's real. And, you know, this is a song to me that has a sense of urgency to it, but also is like, listen, Take a second and, and and be thoughtful about what is actually going on in this world. So big props to G Herbo here for kind of being able to put the, together this song in a way that the message actually gets received. And this is actually, to me, the best Chance the Rapper I think we've heard in a while. I wasn't a big, big fan of the big day. I think on this one, he sounds more focused. He sounds authentic. He sounds passionate because I think this is like a topic of conversation that he is actually like you know, passionate about. So and that really comes off in the song. And then Lil Uzi Vert, man, like he's a guy that, and again, I, I reviewed his album uh, this this past uh, past couple months as well on one of our uh, last, last couple episodes. And super impressed as well with Lil Uzi Vert. And I think his addition on this song too in the outro is, is brilliant. I think it's, it's super catchy. I think it adds a lot to it. And it's a nice change of pace from the rest of the song. And uh, I think he has a nice melodic ending there and, and really kind of drives, again, drives home the message that is this song. So, yeah, G Herbo, Juice World, Uzi Vert, Chance the Rapper came together for a special song and really, to me, one of the best of the year so far. Number seven, D Smoke, 
Black Habits 1 featuring Jackie Goucher. Black excellence, black habits, this black medicine, everything black. Black chucks, black chucks, everything. Everything black. Black hug, black love, everything. Praise black Jesus, play like Moses. Give them flowers while they still give black roses. Everything black. Black tie, black ride, everything. Everything black. Black pride, black lives, everything. Skin noir, friends noir, smoke Inglewood, California artist. Some, some of you may know him best as the winner of Rhythm and Flow, the Netflix show with, again, Chance the Rapper, Cardi B, and T.I., uh, who, who hosted that, that show. And what I love about D. Smoke is that he was a teacher before he now is becoming, you know, this big uh, name in, in hip-hop and in music. He's also Sir's brother, which is really cool. So he has that connection, too. And again, another song that's perfect for what's going on right now. And it came out in January, and it just it, this, along with the album uh, that D Smoke put out, which was called Black Habits, and almost seems as though this was like this song was right on time. Uh, you know, it sounds authentic. It, it's really essentially what it is is a black excellence song. And nothing that D Smoke says, he's not, it's not rooted in any malice. He's not going around saying, like, you know, really talking about you know, what people are doing to the black community. He's talking more about like, you know, how the black community is strong and what they've done to make themselves stronger over the last couple of years. You know, he's really attempting to sort of uplift the entire community and speak specifically to the black community at how many amazing people have contributed to the black culture and also just like pop culture in general. And I think he's looking to really just like, again, strengthen you know, minority communities, especially the black community as a whole in the country. So that really, for me, like D Smoke to me, he's just such a voice of reason. And, and during this time, he is so musically gifted. I mean, if you guys watched the Rhythm and Flow show, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't even have to continue that conversation. Just everybody knows how amazing he is with with so many different instruments and his his lyricism and the way that he flows and his rhyme scheme content that he talks about and i even love that he he raps in spanish i mean again i i have to kind of look and 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 decipher what he's talking about on 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 those moments when he's rapping in spanish i'm not very i'm not fluent in spanish but either way i think it's really cool that he's able to kind of bring that it makes him very unique in that sense and Jackie Goucher, I don't know too much about her, but her hook is, again, super powerful. I love the timber in her voice, and I think it, it really gives the whole song such a such a beautiful aesthetic. So loving what D Smoke is doing, that Black Habits album that he dropped earlier in the year is absolutely brilliant. You guys need to check that out if you have not yet and uh, get on the D Smoke train because I, uh, I don't think it's stopping anytime soon. At number six, we got Still Woozy with Window. If I got one thing right, it was you and me. While I go in through the window so nobody sees. Pull me closer, please. I don't even need you to explain. How much longer will you keep me on your chain? I'm running out of options. So a really cool indie pop track here. Uh, no, no, not a, not a really much of a history with Still Woozy. Uh, still trying to figure out a little more about him. Uh, this song, Window, when I heard it, I really became obsessed with it very quickly. 
Uh, I love the guitar loops. The vocal samples that are used on this song are really catchy and flesh out the entire song and really give the instrumental more of, uh, more, gives it, makes it more dynamic, really. I think this it's a really cool summer vibe. The energy is really positive, but it's innocent, yet kind of almost freeing at the same time. The song is essentially centered around a love that's like either forbidden or frowned upon within society. But he echoes if there was one thing he got right, it was you and me, you know, in reference to the girl he's, he's talking about or the person he's talking about that's in the relationship or, you know, the predicament that they're in. Uh, it seems to me like whatever... You know, their love is, is forbidden. They can't they can't show it with in public. And, and again, I like his soft-spoken delivery. I think it's charismatic. There is even like a charm to it, really. And this song is a song that you can just replay. You know, in the car, windows down, driving around. You, I mean, if you got a, if you got a significant other, I think it's a great song to kind of throw on, and, and really that is super relatable. To, I think to everybody. You know, again, I love the vibe of this song. It's just it's just super catchy, and and really just it, it's light. And I really like what Still Woozy's doing. I can't wait to hear more from him. I think he's an artist that is certainly on the up and coming, especially in the indie pop scene. So definitely give this song a listen for sure. Highly, highly, highly recommend it coming in at number six and we are into my top five songs of the mid-year so far at number five i got jpeg mafia with ball uh, fuck that bitch i changed the plan switch my style like i switch hands block the witness take the stand fuck out the way bitch back it up shit better get played in the palace i can't treat niggas like big deals why put up a front i'm callous Ball. I look like Ray Allen. Yeah. These things make beats on big wheels. Your files is not a challenge. Nah. Boy, you can't rap for shit. Shut up, bust me with talent. Hairline through got these balance. Bald. JPEG Mafia, one of the more interesting artists, especially in the hip hop scene. I've been absolutely just infatuated and really honestly fascinated with JPEG Mafia. Uh, since he's released Veteran uh, in 2018, I think he's really a very unique talent. Uh, in music, really rooted in a lot of experimental hip hop and really more like industrial uh, uh, instrumentation that he uses. He's very off kilter, but I really respect what JPEG Mafia stands for and what he said. I saw in an interview where he was talking about saying that he has a very, again, very weird, weird, wacky uh, song titles. If you look at some of his albums, whether it's, you know, Veteran or, or All My Heroes or Cornballs, and he says he just essentially just slaps like weird sounding, you know, crazy titles on his songs just so that way he can weed people out that'll look at it without even listening and just be like, what the heck is wrong with this guy? And then like immediately dismiss him and walk away. So I love that aspect of how he handles things and how he's more just like, I don't really care what I name the songs. That it's it's more about the music. That's all, the only exception I think to me is this song because he's essentially. I'm laughing because I, I just love the premise of it. Essentially, he's making fun of himself, how he is bald, and how people, you know, you know, make fun of him, or like, you know, he gets comments through you know social media or or wherever uh, about him being bald and people making fun of him. So he essentially is just clapping back at everyone that says he's bald, and he's just like, you probably got something that you're insecure about. You know, I'm insecure about my baldness, but like, whatever, we all got flaws. I think there's even a line in here where he's talking about essentially like him being bald is like, is making up essentially for like all the amazing traits he has. Like he's so good at music that he like shouldn't have it all. Like, so that's why he, why he doesn't have hair. That's why God didn't give him hair, I find, which I find hilarious to me. If you're gonna listen to JPEG Mafia, I, I urge you to maybe start with this song if you've never heard of him because... 
This is one of his more accessible songs that I've heard. And I haven't loved everything he's put out. Again, he's very left field, very like, like I said, industrial, experimental. But if you can take the time to get into JPEG Mafia, I'm telling you, it's one of the best things you'll do as a hip hop fan because he is so, he'll make you think in a completely different way. And like I said, he addresses so many cool things here, like materialism, insecurity within yourself. The beat is of absolute vibe. It's it's smooth. I love the hi hats, how they're like super exaggerated, but then still rooted in that like industrial sound. And his flow patterns on this song are freaking bananas, man. Like JPEG is again one of the most unorthodox, unique artists out there. Give him a listen, and I, sw- I swear you will. There's probably something there that if you really just if you stick with him, he'll start to click. At number four, we got Dominic Fike with Politics and Violence. You think you look bigger than you are. Violence, politics and violence. At least somebody's driving. I need violence, politics and violence. At least somebody's driving. I need Like a South Florida indie hip hop artist. I definitely want to credit uh, Jared Fashan, aka Chewy from Peabody, Massachusetts, for putting me onto this man. Uh, originally, he put me onto his EP. Uh, I can't remember the name of the EP off the top of my head now, but it is uh, there's a song on there called Three Nights that I really enjoyed. And then Dominic Fike was also featured on Peach with Kevin Abstract, which was my favorite song of 2019, of last year. And I've liked a lot of. Dominic Fike's singles that he's dropped lately. Chicken Tenders is a really good one for sure. Phone Numbers from late last year was also really solid. But this song to me is is one of his best yet. It's off apparently uh, his new album that's releasing, uh, I believe at the end of the month, I think July 31st, it, it drops. So everybody should definitely go check that out. I, I personally can't wait for it. You know, a lot of his his sounds are like, I would I would suggest that they're like alternative pop, I guess I would say. And the instrumental is and on this song is essentially broken into two parts. So the first half displays like these very dark strings that turn into more of like an upbeat and vibey percussion led instrumental and it's sprinkled in with some keys. But then there's a nice instrumental transition, which I find absolutely gorgeous. And the second half is a lot more uh, lush and soul driven. And the second half, he, to me, it sounds immediately when I heard it, it sounded very similar, like the way the syncopations and the melody that he used might be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure it's from uh, Thinking About You uh, by Frank Ocean, or at least the way that he's flowing on that is very eerily similar to Thinking About You. And even honestly, I would, I would consider Dominic Fike almost, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's in Frank Ocean's stratosphere yet. Uh, Frank Ocean is on a level of his own, but I think Dominic Fike is working towards something uh, similar in that sense. Topically, how I interpreted this song was that, you know, Hollywood's a little bit overrated, fame is often political, and really just to find those that love what you do, and that will honestly be enough. For me, this is Dominic Fike is one of the best artists doing this like alternative hip hop sound. And I think that he is destined for stardom. I really, really do. So make sure you guys go check out Dominic Fike, specifically this song, Politics and Violence. At number three, 
the weekend after hours. So I love the weekend so much, as my listeners know, and anybody that knows me knows. And I did an entire review with my brother. Shout out my brother Anthony. Uh, we did an entire After Hours album review that's in our podcast catalog. Uh, obviously, we did it when it came out. I think it was like maybe February or March, whenever that album came out. This After Hours song, specifically the title track, is my favorite from the album which was really hard to pick one because that whole album to me is absolutely amazing uh probably my album of the year at this point but this this but this after hours song specifically is very reminiscent of like older the uh, weekend music that we heard like on you know the trilogy or house of balloons or any of those like mixtapes that he had back uh back in the early uh, 2010s only this instrumental is a lot more dynamic. It really feels like it could be like a club type banger, especially when like the instrumental drops. I think it's like super dark. It's super gritty. It's I, I love it. It's, it's amazing. And basically with The weekend on this song, he's seeking remorse for like the mistakes that he's made in a relationship, where I'm, I'm, which we're presuming is with Bella Hadid. Uh, they've been off and on for a number of years. And I really feel like anytime they're going through some turmoil, the weekend ends up dropping an album about it. But either way, on this song, he's really taking full responsibility for the fallout of their relationship. You know, talking about his infidelity, his lies, and he now kind of you know understands the repercussions of his actions. And he's promising if he gets one more chance that he won't break her heart. I don't know where I sit with that. It's you know their business, not mine. The weekend seems to be a creature of habit, so who knows? But either way, it made for an amazing album and an amazing song. But I think the song has a ton of staying power, and and I'm such a big fan of the weekend. I'm so glad he dropped this album this year. It was very very needed. Number two, Juice World, Life's a Mess, featuring Halsey. So obviously, rest in peace to Juice World. Uh, his new album, Legends Never Die, is I, I like just I can't wait to uh, talk about that album. We're gonna do that when once we get Sam back in here for another Boston Artists review, which is coming uh, very soon. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. We're on one of our warm-ups. We're definitely going to have uh, some Juice World and Pop Smoke commentary. We're going to talk about po- uh, posthumous albums specifically. With Life's a Mess, when I first heard it, it really just it hit me hard so much because I felt like it was just so relatable in so many ways. It was actually very emotional listening to this song with the first time I did when it came out. Uh, I think I listened to it probably like 10 times the first time it came out and just kind of like just sat there and just listened to the song on repeat and you know i typically don't love clap tracks but i think it's used really nicely within the song 
and I love the I really love the acoustic guitar. I think that's one of the things that Juice World did so well with this album was utilizing a ton of guitar, especially the acoustic guitar. I like the bass on this song too. I just really feel like the instrumental, it's very moving in a lot of ways. Like, like I said, it just had such a profound impact on me that it had to be this high on the list. And, and again, I, I don't see it getting knocked down either. I would be hard pressed to imagine that this is gonna drop from the top five. This was really close to being my number one song of the year, just missed the mark, but it's incredibly deep. The song is even like addictive in a sense. Like I said, I listened to it like 10 times in a row. And I like Halsey's additions as she kind of harmoniously sings with Juice World on the second uh, hook that they do. I think it really makes the song, uh, it elevates it in a way that's much more uh, compelling than it was uh, early on. And it has this really, just really cool build to it. And, you know, the, the, the line he says in the hook, you know, he says, I get high when I'm upset. It's, it's so eerie to me and, and, and really kind of shows the mental health concerns and, and the, you know, the drug abuse that he had in his life. It, it's just, it's so sad. So anybody out there, of course, you know, that's going through substance abuse or depression or anything like that, understand that, you know, there is hope for you. You can get help that you need. And I think Juice World is really approaching this song or, or was at the time when he recorded it. Uh, you know, he, he understood that maybe better than I think he even he even realized. And uh, obviously we miss him very dearly. And, and he's, you know, somebody that was is such a mogul for modern, uh, you know, uh, emo rap and, and trap rap. So, you know, huge shout out to the people that were able to make Legends Never Die still happen. And Life's a Mess is for sure one of the best songs of 2020 for me. No doubt about it. And last but not least, guys. The moment we've all been waiting for with this episode, my number one song of 2020 so far this year, mid-year, Run the Jewels featuring Pharrell and Zach De La Roca with the song Just. Mastered economics cause you took yourself from squalor Slave. Mastered academics cause your grace say you a scholar Slave. Mastered Instagram cause you can instigate a follow Shit. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar Get it? Yeah. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar Get it? Look at all these slave masters Man, where do I begin with Killer Mike and LP, the duo that comprise Run the Jewels? Killer Mike is right now, especially not only not only in hip hop, but really for social activism right now in general, Killer Mike is one of the best doing it. He has been for a number of years and he is he's a smart guy. He's intellectual. He really knows what he's talking about on a number of these issues. And I love the angle that he took, he and LP took with this project. I, I think Run the Jewels 4 is one of the best yet. I think it, it, it actually, I really, I actually believe that it might be their best installment so far. And this album as a whole is definitely, not only was it timely, I think it's one of the best of the year. And it also is so rooted in 2020 and the problems that we're dealing with in our society today. Regardless of what kind of music you listen to, I think everybody should go listen to this album. I think you'll get something out of it regardless. But kind of coming back to just as a song, first of all, let's talk about the instrumentation. It's hard hitting, it's electronic infused, it's got that really cool boom bap style beat though. But it's really, again, rooted in some experimental boom bap. I really love Pharrell on this song. I think he. 
He has one of the most thought-provoking hooks of the entire year. His commentary is incredible. He's really like asking the listener questions, right? About like, and thought-provoking questions. I just want to read it off to you guys real quick. I think it's just so brilliant the way they approach this topic. Mastered economics because you took yourself from squalor. Mastered academics because your grades say you a scholar. Mastered Instagram because you can instigate a follow. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. So a lot to unpack there. The first thing, obviously, like, you know, just because you read a lot of things on the outside of economics does not mean you're an expert on it. There's way more to it than you even understand. Uh, just because you've mastered ac- academics and your grades say you're a scholar, he's really referencing how much college costs these days, which is just astronomical right now and, and how high college costs are. Mastered Instagram because you can instigate a follow. Instagram is making profit off of us through ads. And we don't even understand you know, the, the full spectrum of how Instagram and, and, and social media platforms, essentially how they kind of promote certain, certain like, you know, brands in front of our faces and things like that. And then essentially look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Like, I mean, obviously the top 1% of America makes like far more money than we could ever even imagine. And he's there essentially like it's, it's, they're addressing what's going on in, in society and in, in, in the economy. And it's, it's really thought provoking. I love how Killer Mike and LP they use you know their lyricism to talk about you know racial injustices. LP's talking a lot about that specifically with like police brutality. This song as a whole, it's just again, it's 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 in your face. You 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 can't really like ignore it when it's on. And the funniest part to me on this is Zach De La Roca. I love his addition on the back end of this song. He adds like his megaphone filtered vocals. They're grimy. They're hard hitting. Uh, of course, Zach De La Roca is the lead singer for Rage Against the Machine, and uh, it's pretty interesting to hear some of the pushback that Zach De La Roca is getting from being on this song for some of the political commentary that he's created. And it's even funny how like people are saying like, you know, why is Rage Against the Machine being political and blah 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 blah. And I saw some somebody uh, commented back on I think it was on a post for the guitarist. Uh, of of Rage Against the Machine because he posted something for Black Lives Matter, I believe as well. The guitarist's name is escaping me at the moment, but uh, somebody posted like, you know, what machine do you think they were raging against this whole time? Which I thought was just a riot. And uh, the guitarist for Rage Against the Machine, uh, his response to social activism was essentially like, you know, you, you, you don't need, uh, people were telling him, oh, stay in your lane, you know, just be a musician, like stop stop talking about politics and stuff like that. And he was saying how, oh, you know, you don't need to, have a sociology degree to like understand what's going on in society but just so you know I have a sociology degree from Harvard so I actually have a you know a platform to speak on this and some and some background so I thought that was super funny and I again just kind of shows you know where we're where we're at in this country and I'm really just impressed with with the continued efforts from Killer Mike and LP Zach De La Roca and Pharrell as well but especially Killer Mike and LP to make sure they get these messages across and get these messages out there. So Just by Run the Jewels featuring Zach De La Roca and Pharrell, my number one song of mid-year 2020 so far. Thank you guys for taking this journey with me on this episode. I, I love doing these lists and I appreciate everybody's continued support of the podcast. You can support us by, like I said, at the beginning of the episode, following us on Instagram and subscribing to our website, www.turntableteachers.com. 
We have a bunch of big announcements coming really soon. Some very special guests that we still have uh, for the rest of 2020 that I can't wait to have on that are in the works. We have a lot of great things coming really soon. And again, I just want to thank everybody for their continued support of our show. And on this post on Instagram, I'd love to see you guys comment on what your favorite songs of 2020 are so far. Even give me your list. Give me like your top five, your top 10. Would love to hear it and see it and and listen to some new, uh, new music potentially that I haven't heard. And, and and let me know what you think of my list. So, uh, you know, enlighten me, people. I, I love the conversation. So. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. As always, this is Mike with the Turntable Teachers, and class is dismissed. Turn, 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 turn,